So we kind of approach tonight um, from two different points of view. On one hand, if it was a regular year, we'd actually probably just about now be congregating here wearing costumes, uh, starting our uh, Purim Night Seder. But on the other hand, we would have had an Arab Shabbos Purim, which, you know, doesn't always uh, equal up to the same. So it's kind of a half-half. But, seeing as this Purim Katan, and Parashas Tetzaveh put it together. So Parashas Tetzaveh is very famous as much for what's not written in Parashas Tetzaveh as for what is written in Parashas Tetzaveh, and that is Meshur Rabbeinu's name. Right, Meshur Rabbeinu's name was not mentioned in Parashas Tetzaveh. Why wasn't his name mentioned in Parashas Tetzaveh? Because in Parashas Kisisa, by the Egel, Meshur Rabbeinu was arguing with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, I'm going to wipe out Kali Yisrael, start a new nation with you, and there's a back and forth. And Meshur Rabbeinu says, right, take me out of your Sefer Torah. If you're going to do this, take me out of your Sefer Torah. So Tzadik Gezer Hashem Mekayim, Meshur Rabbeinu said it, so he was taken out of one parasha, Parashas Tzitzavah. A lot of sheets as to why Parashas Tzitzavah. And if you want to be really mean and ask trivia questions and trick people, you say, how many parashas is Moshe Rabbeinu's name not mentioned? I'll say one. The answer is 13. Because um, he's not mentioned Sefer Bereshis either. But, right, there are a lot of reasons why parashas Tetzavik. One sheet says that because Baruch didn't want to do it, but he had to say every parashas, he pushed it off, he pushed it off. Till Tetzavik is the last parashas before Kisisa. But it, it seems unfair. It seems unfair. Moshe Rabbeinu is fighting for Kala Yisrael. And he's willing to give up everything. You know, we see nowadays, you know, people are very concerned about their legacy. People build themselves museums. They build themselves monuments. Right? Uh, who, and that's before Trump. Right? Who knows what he'll do to honor himself, the greatest person ever to walk the face of the earth. Right? Everyone's all concerned about their legacy. Right, the presidential libraries where they're able to go and pretend how great they were, so everybody will remember for years to come. Torah is the ultimate. He made such a huge sacrifice for Christ, so he was willing to give up that. And what's his reward? He's taken out of a parish. That's his reward? For going all out, for wanting to give everything up. So we can answer this question by going over something in Megillus Esther. Haman makes his decree to get Achashverosh. Mordechai finds out about it. Esther gets a message: something's wrong. And Mordechai sends a message to Esther: "This is what's going on, and you need to go to the Melech." So Esther responds and says, everyone knows that nobody goes to the Melech without being called. And I haven't been called in close to 30 days. And if you go without being called, you get killed unless he sticks out the Shabbat Azov. Let me wait till I get called and then I'll go in. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. And Mordechai's response to Esther is very perplexing. told to Mordechai what Esther said, and he said to respond, Al tidami bin Yehudim. 
Paraphrase, don't think you're safe. Hiding in the palace with the king, away from the Yehudim. If you hold off at this time, right? That's and then the good for Christ will come somewhere else. So, nowhere did Esther tell Mordechai, "Oh, don't worry about me. I'm safe. <coughs> I'm good. I'm in. The, I'm in the palace." Nowhere did she say. I'm not going to do anything to help. All she said was, a very good svar. If I'm dead, I can't really help. So let me wait a few days. Right now it's Nisan. The Xerah is not until Adar. There's a decent amount of time in between. A couple days shouldn't make a difference. Let me wait. That's all she said. She didn't, why is he getting all huffy? And why is he starting to accuse her of different things? And then he said, adds on a threat. And you and your father's house will be lost, will be wiped out. Why is he threatening her? All she said was, let's wait a few days. What's going on? Why is he accusing her? They're threatening her. And then comes what might be the I guess we call it the biggest duh moment. Who knows if this is the reason why, it, because at this time you became the queen. Now, hindsight is twenty twenty. We have a Megillah, so we know. But here's Esther. <clears throat> she was the valedictorian of the most Beziakov Beziakov. She went to the best seminary in all of Persia. Right? She's married, according to many, to the God of Ador. According to many, she was not even a young woman. Comes the king, Ahasuerus, and he starts looking for a queen. And according to one sheet in the Gemara, Esther wasn't even good-looking. And she was not a Besuah. So the, queen, the king is looking for a Besuah, that's Tevas Maya, that could be his queen. And who does he come up with? Esther Amalka. Right? A Tsunua, who again, according to one sheet, there was incredibly Yafasmara, according to the other sheet, there was not so much. She wasn't a Basula, she was already married. The whole thing makes zero sense. And then what do you know? She becomes queen, and while she's queen, there's Xavier to kill all the Jews, and she's the queen. It doesn't seem like a very profound statement that has to be said. Yeah, obviously. I think we can all kind of see it coming together. Right? If we were hearing the story for the first time and we didn't know the outcome, we'd, we'd, we'd kind of see where it's going. So what is going on with the whole response that Mordechai is giving Esther? And the answer is as follows. Mordechai told Esther, no, your plan isn't good. It doesn't work that way. You can't say, let me sit back and take the easy way. Let me just try and wait till it works. That's not how it goes. That's not how you make a ration. That's not how you make a difference. You want to do it without sacrifice. You want to do it without risk. You want to do it, let's do it on my terms, in my way where it's safe. That's not, that's not how it works. And if you try that, and you think, listen, I'm safe, I'll be safe, I'm here, I'll do it this way. 
Don't think you're so safe. Don't think that's going to make a difference. And not only that, why you delay? Someone else is going to come along. And someone else is going to come and steal the glory. Someone else will grab the opportunity. Someone else will make the sacrifice. Someone else will be Moser Nefesh, will come along and will save Christ, so it won't be you. And as a result, as I like to say, I have a daughter named Esther. I have a sister named Esther. I have quite a few nieces named Esther. I had two great-grandmothers named Esther, in case you're wondering where they all came from. And I know many other Esthers. There are a lot of Esthers out there. And I'm sure that my great-grandmothers were named after other ones, and I don't know anything about them. I barely even know. I one of my, one of my great-grandmothers happened to have met for a while, but whenever, I don't know if you ever met. They're all out there. I don't remember them. Because most people, they come, and they leave whatever mark they make on the world, and then they move on. Perhaps for a generation or two they're remembered. And then they're lost to history. No mammoths. But Esther Amalka, this is Megillus Esther. What Mordechai was telling is that if you don't do it, if you don't take the moment, you will fade into history. Like so many other people. That's it, you'll fade. You'll be another person who passed. Missed your opportunity to leave a mark on the world, missed your opportunity to make a mark upon Klai Yisrael. So you, they'll be lost. Not that you'll be wiped out. Not that you'll be killed. But you'll have missed out on your tachlis. You'll have missed out on your opportunity. You need to go. You need to be Moser Nefesh. You need to make that sacrifice. Now we can go back to our question regarding Moser Rabbeinu. If we're brutally honest... Outside of when he was born and put in the basket, maybe by the Makis, and then a couple other stories, Meshur Abenu's name being mentioned doesn't leave much of a relation on us. If I ask you, Parshas Sav, in what regard is Meshur Abenu's name mentioned? The best you'll give me is Vedabash and Meshur Lehman, you're probably right. And Sav, I think, in the beginning has also. So in other words, if I were to ask you to tell me in every parasha, where is Meir Shabbat was mentioned, and why was it mentioned, and how was it said, you won't be able to answer me. But you can go to Yeshiva Kitana and walk around the kids and ask, is Meir Shabbat mentioned this week's parasha? No, no, he's not. In other words, there is more renown, there is more covet, there is more respect, there is more benefit from the fact that Meir Shabbat's name was not mentioned in Parashas Tetzavah, that if perhaps Ayyavidabra Hashem Omeshalema was in this week's parsha, it was this very sacrifice, this Mesiras Nevesh for Kla Yisrael, that made him remembered forever. A Vaitur Nitzchias. He has a Vaitur Nitzchias in the Torah, but there's a Nitzchias associated with the Torah that he's remembered forever and ever because of the sacrifice. Why? Because his name's not mentioned. So it's not a punishment. To the contrary. It was something that lives on. And now we all know about the sacrifice Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to make for Kala Yisrael. And there are two lessons that we can and should take from this. The first one is, if we all really think about it, and we start thinking back, and I'm a little older, but you're getting there, 
and you think back to your younger years, you realize you forgot most of what occurred. You know, go back 10 years if you can. You forgot most of what occurred. The events that stick with you the most, besides sure everyone who hurt you, are those people who went out of the way, those ones who sacrificed for you. Someone did something extra, someone who showed some errand sky, everything else, okay, there's some big moments, but you don't remember. Those are the things that live with you. So from a Ben Elamuchaveri's standpoint, to realize when you go out for someone else, you're making a huge difference, that's what's going to last. Taking the first thing for yourself. Making sure you get sharing. You're not going to remember. They're not going to remember. But what a difference you can make when you're willing to go out and sacrifice for the other person. What a difference you're going to make when you go out of the way for someone else. But even more important, the general lesson. You have to realize you don't make it by taking the easy way out. You don't make it by taking... Yes, sometimes we have to make difficult decisions. Sometimes we have to sacrifice something. If we just go through any time, something comes up, that doesn't really fit with my schedule. Ah, but I really have to see this. I really want to watch this. I really want to go there. If that's the way we take it. But otherwise, listen, I come when I have to be here. I do what I'm supposed to do. To make it to the next level, to go far, you have to be willing to make that sacrifice. But the amazing thing that's going to happen is when you do, you look back and you realize it wasn't such a sacrifice. It wasn't such a big deal. And that made you who you were. There isn't time now, but the... Uh, Right, Shimshon Pincus, he has a whole story of how, when he became himself, the whole story is with his Dira, and he had to clean for Pesach, his, his, the, all the other people left, and he ended up spending all night, he stayed up the entire night cleaning and this and that, because he was being mocked, and they left the mess and everything. And he was convinced, that's it, his Pesach's done. He didn't sleep the entire night, he's up 36 hours, comes to Seder, how's he going to Seder? But he says, he looks back, he says, he was a different human being at that point on. He said he was up, he had a fire, the entire Seder that, that year. And he never became the person he was again. There's no way to know that before. And yeah, at the time, it feels like I'm sacrificing, I'm missing, I'm losing. But you need to take that step. You need to do that Messias Nefesh. You can't just say, okay, when it's easy, I'll do it, I'll be okay. But when you take that step, that'll get you to the next level. Yes, tomorrow's an off day, says an off day. You gotta dam with a minion. A minion makes man kriyashma. Yes, even though it's an off Shabbos, you will learn in the morning, you will learn at night. You do the other things too. But to become someone, to get somewhere, you can't take the easy way out. You have to make the sacrifice, and may we all be zeichet to see the benefits of it.